What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's December 24, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 67. In this episode, I'll be talking about the new year, new you attitude, and I hope to set you up so that it won't be another year of failing your new year's resolutions. And in the second topic for this week, I'll talk about how you can program your workouts properly. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. It's like I jinxed myself in a good way this week. Definitely talking about my training, and I just got back from the gym. So I guess I'm running on those endorphins right now. Last week, I mentioned that I didn't like squatting and leg days, but for some reason, I actually enjoyed the challenge this week. So I'm talking about Monday now, not not whatever I did today. So Monday, I had to hit my legs. I usually do legs on Monday because I don't like to hit it on the weekend. So I just start my week with that right now, with the way my schedule and the way my life is. So that day, I kicked things off with deadlifts at 355. Three pretty smooth sets there. The first set was actually with a double overhand grip, which was surprising. I think it really had to do with the barbell I used, though. I think most gyms have different barbells all over the gym. And for my current home gym, they have these like thinner barbells. They're also darker than like the shiny looking aluminum foil barbells or whatever it's made of. But yeah, this barbell I like to use, it's darker and actually thinner. So you can grip it a lot easier, actually. That's what she said. Okay, but anyways, I hit 355 on those with a double overhand grip on the first set before switching over to the over-under grip for the last two sets. And squats that day actually went really well. I think I do just enjoy squat training in the lower rep ranges, like 3 to 6 reps per set. So I'm going to stick with that for the next month or so. So there I hit 260 pretty easily. I hit 265 earlier today actually. And I did a pretty long pause squat on the last rep there. And I did do the usual single leg deadlifts. I do notice that balance is quickly improving with that movement. But that movement really does actually hammers. It hammers my lower back because of all that core stability that's needed there. Oh, and I also did, for the first time in years, the seated leg curl machine. I absolutely hate this movement. And that's mainly because I could never feel the muscle working, but... I think I was listening to a 3DMJ podcast. I think that's what it was. Uh, They were talking about how the seated leg curl and lying leg curl actually hit the hamstring a little bit differently. So I wanted to give it a try again and it actually felt pretty good. I found a good setup on this machine at my gym. Oh, plus this machine isn't broken anymore, surprisingly. So for the longest time, actually, this seated leg curl machine at my home gym If you're familiar with this machine, you sit down, you have the pad uh, right above your knee area that you have to secure, and then you have the pad um, where your legs are, under your legs, around the calf area. 
Well, for the longest time, this machine at my gym, it was out of order, but people were still using it, even though that pad that you have to push down to do the movement, that was like torn to shreds. The pad was torn to shreds. Like, literally, it was exposed metal that you're just pushing down. It makes no sense why someone would even put themselves through that kind of torture, seriously. Anyways, okay, enough about legs. Let's get on to the upper body, which is the next day on Tuesday. Back to barbell bench this week. Feels like I haven't hit that in forever, but I did this week. That felt pretty good, actually. I was planning on going up to 300 pounds on that, but that's going to have to wait a little bit longer. I put uh, 295 on there, got that for three reps of three sets before dropping it to 245 on my last set. I think I got 10 there. I actually let someone work in with me that day because... There weren't any benches available for this bigger guy at the gym, so I let him get in some sets with me. He was pretty impressed, actually, that I was able to move the weight I was moving. He thought I was doing, like, double my body weight, which that's still my goal for next year. But, yeah, I gave him some tips about how to get his bench up. Like, I told him about frequency, so practicing the movement more throughout the week, and just being consistent with that, basically. For pull-ups, I hit a little mini milestone this week, weighted pull-ups at 25 pounds, and that's pretty much it for the week when it comes to my solo workouts. But my cousin, actually, she came home for the holidays, which has been awesome so far. We trained a few days this week. I'm trying to slowly convince her that resistance training is the key to life, basically. (laughs) But yeah, it's nice to have her home because last year we couldn't do get-togethers since COVID was out and about and there was no vaccine. So last Christmas was just isolation, so she stayed where she stayed. Like, she was at her own place. I won't give out her whereabouts on here, but yeah, it's so funny. Okay, so (laughs) we have this yearly tradition to watch this show called You on Netflix. And I guess we must have started this little mini tradition of watching this show during the Christmas break because we all just huddle up in one house, basically, stay up all night to watch the show. So... This must have started in 2018, I guess, because they're on the third season of You Now. That came out a few weeks ago, so season one was 2018. Okay, so that means season two is 2019. And last year, yeah, it was delayed to now. So yeah, this is the third year we've done this. So, okay, so here's where the funny part kicks in, okay? The previous two times we've done this, we would stay up. I'm pretty sure we stayed up to like 3 or 4 a.m. to watch you and, I don't know, whatever else was on Netflix or whatever. But now that we're like a few years older, we can't even stay up real late anymore. It's so funny. I was falling asleep like before 1 a.m. We'd watch like two episodes and then fall asleep during the third one. And then just the other day, I was even falling asleep like 20 minutes into the first episode we were watching. (laughs) Damn, man, I guess, I don't know, we're getting old now, or maybe it's just me. But the thing is, like, before, we would stay up till, I don't know, like, 4 or 5, and now probably around 1.30 a.m. on average. Yeah, but the thing is, we still managed to get up and go to the gym before 10 a.m., so at least we're not sleeping in till, like, noon, like the olden days. Well, at least two of us aren't sleeping till noon. <laughs> Alright, so what else did we do this week? We watched... Oh, oh, I cannot go through the podcast without talking about watching Spider-Man, of course. That was earlier this week, too. 
And yes, that one did live up to the hype, but I'm not going to spoil any major parts of the movie. But there was this one pretty funny part, though, and it's not a crazy spoiler, so relax. Okay, so Peter's best friend, he's Filipino. He's been in the past two movies, too, so that shouldn't be too surprising. But there was a scene where they were at Tom Holland's best friend's place. His name is Ned. So Ned's place, his grandma was home. And (laughs) there ended up being like a 15 to 30 second monologue from the... Uh, from the grandma and she was speaking Filipino which was crazy to see on a big screen I thought that was pretty cool but also pretty funny I did actually laugh out loud a bit but the rest of the audience was just mad silence since they didn't know what the heck she was saying but I did I knew (laughs) yeah that's why I don't know that scene was just stood out to me that was pretty funny but yeah the movie was the movie's good I didn't want to go into it too hyped up, so I avoided the major uh, the major spoilers on social media as much as I could, and I'm glad I did, because I was just able to sit back, we had some nice reclining chairs, just enjoyed the movie, solid 9 out of 10 at least, probably a 9.5, and if anyone on here decides to watch it, there are two post-credit scenes to look out for. Anyways, okay, yeah, I had a great week so far, so I hope you all have too. So, on to sports now. I don't even know what I can talk about there, but the situation has gotten progressively worse. I barely watched any sports this week because I didn't even know it was cancelled and what wasn't. Hockey was postponed, or wait, it's still postponed until after Christmas. Some games in the NBA have been postponed, but the GM says that they won't be shutting down the league. And, oh, I quote here, need to just learn how to live with COVID-19. He's not wrong, but man, it's like nearly 20% of sports players are in protocol right now, so have fun watching those G League and AHL players this season. Even hockey said that their players are not even going to the uh, Winter Olympics in January, so there's that. And because of all these cases, Quebec actually ended up going on lockdown earlier this week, which is not a good sign. So far here in Ontario, we're not in a lockdown, but, I mean, knowing the way things are run could mean it's coming soon. They cut the capacity of the gyms to 50%, though, so I had to line up one day to get into the gym this week, which sucks. Man, if they lock this down, I swear, I'm gonna cry. It's always when you get to your peak strength, and then something like this just happens. I don't know why that is. Happens all the time. Alright, I got one more that's off-topic before we get into some medical stuff in a second, but did you hear about this dinosaur embryo that some researchers found? They found this fossilized egg that showed that dinosaurs and their eggs uh, actually take on this tucking posture, they say, which is the same position that birds are in when they're in their uh, eggs. This is actually pretty cool since I think the prevailing theory is that birds are descendants of uh, descendants of dinosaurs, actually. I remember hearing a few years ago that dinosaurs actually had feathers, which is still weird to think about. And I don't know if that's been debunked, but this is just more evidence that early bird ancestors or whatever could have actually been dinosaurs, which is pretty cool, actually. And two things in the medical field that made some waves this week. First up, we got Pfizer. You might have heard about that company. Uh, Yeah, they've been in the media over the past few years. 
Well, it looks like they're gonna, uh, they are going to be entering the cannabis market. I mean, you just knew it was a matter of time before Big Pharma stuck their hands in the money basket, or I don't know, whatever that saying is. And now that they're in the game, you just know that this is going to shake up the industry a little bit. Maybe for the worse. I heard some rumors that the company is actually trying to reclassify the drug as a Schedule 2 drug so that Big Pharma can basically control the market, leaving those dispensaries in the dust. I wouldn't be surprised if the market gets ruined in a few years because of this, but hopefully they'll have some good uses for the drug when it comes to treating cancer patients and possibly working with those with uh, brain injuries and stuff like that. The bottom line is we do need some more research in this field and this could really be that push that the industry needs. But anyways, okay, so this company, they're looking at a new bowel disease treatment actually that's cannabinoid based. So they signed an agreement with Arena Pharmaceuticals here for $6.7 billion if I'm reading that correctly. So their main focus right now is using their drug or whatever it is, uh, orally, basically, to relieve gastro issues, gastro issues in your gut. Again, the drug hasn't been approved for use right now, but they're looking into it. And Pfizer's not the only big pharma company or even one of the big tobacco companies to step their roots and step their roots. What am I talking about? Uh, to step their foot into the cannabis field. So we'll see where that goes, I guess. And last but not least, this one's pretty interesting too. Another company you've probably heard of, BioNTech. Their cancer vaccine, uh, based on the mRNA technology that's famously used in some of the COVID vaccines. Their uh, mRNA, uh, oh my god, why am I tripping on my words now? Uh, Their mRNA cancer vaccine has just started up, okay, phase two clinical trials. And it apparently can target up to 20 mutations. But when I was reading uh, this article, you know, it said this company, BioNTech, was actually founded 13 years ago. And their main goal when they started it was to actually figure out new cancer therapies. And I'm aware that we've been looking for a cancer cure forever, but we know how hard something like that is right now. But man, that's pretty exciting that they've got something into a phase two trial. I won't go through their exact procedure because I read it and it was like uh, one uh, in one ear and out the other kind of thing. It just went over my head, seriously. But basically the vaccine could target up to 20 mutations and tries to train your immune system to find cancer cells and kill them. Seems simple when I say it like that, but obviously it's much more complicated than that. But good luck to that company because... Honestly, we've suffered enough when it comes to cancer and the amount of lives that it affects. Question 1. How to plan for a new year, new you. Here's one that I need to talk about, especially with the new year right around the corner. You know that means new resolutions and losing weight and being healthy in general. I think it's safe to say that more than 50% of people do want to get better for the new year. But we've done this over and over again, and it rarely happens where it's something that you actually stick to for more than a few days or maybe a few weeks for some really determined people. The thing is, it's a bit easier if you make your goal more achievable. Saying you want to lose 30 pounds in a few months is probably viable, you can do it. 
but it'll be hard. And the thing is, if you set a goal that's too far out of reach, and then you check back, and maybe you only did half of that, maybe you only lost 15 pounds out of the 30-pound weight loss goal that you wanted for yourself. So now in your head, you're just going to tell yourself that you failed, but actually 15 pounds in a few months is actually a lot of weight. That's just something you need to realize. And this is what happens when the media takes over with headlines like, Lose two, uh, lose 10 pounds in two days or whatever else they say. It could take a while to lose whatever body fat you're looking to lose. But you just got to keep at it and make smaller goals and be consistent with how you're trying to get there. You just have to do a little bit more than you're doing now. It's really that simple. That doesn't mean signing up for some boot camp class or some hit session or just decide to go run for an hour or two to accelerate you or wh- what? Uh, get you to your goal as quick as possible is basically what I'm trying to say there. If we're talking about sustainable weight loss, which is one of the goals that are most sought after when we're talking about New Year's resolutions that people make for themselves, then you need to ease into the process. I say this all the time. It's just about analyzing whatever you're doing in your life currently and Changing just one thing at a time. Change one bad habit to a good one. Start getting just a half hour more sleep tonight. Focus on mobility for just five minutes every day. Sit a bit less than you're doing now. Maybe work out for 10 minutes a day if you're currently doing none. That's all you need to do. Just move the needle a tiny bit and that could help give you kind of a snowball effect there. In terms of diet, it's the same thing. Small changes. You don't need to do a vegan or a vegetarian diet. You actually shouldn't be doing a diet with any kind of name. It's all bullshit. The best way to eat in order for you to be more healthy or be a more lean individual is to just start with a proper plate of food. That means you got your protein source, some carbs, and some greens, a variety of vegetables. Now, in a perfect world, every meal would be like that, but obviously that's not realistic. If you're currently eating no vegetables, then just get into a habit of having a vegetable every other day and then keep that up for a while. If that becomes easy, then slowly increase the amount. Maybe that means having a vegetable every day for dinner time only. Again, do that for a while and increase your intake from there or whatever your focus is on. These small changes add up over time. Again, if you're not even close to a proper plate of food, then Just take baby steps. You want to make your goals achievable, and that should give you momentum going forward. So yeah, baby steps in terms of progress, and now I'm going to talk about how you might be someone who just needs to focus right now on just getting stronger. What will help you here is uh, by keeping track of your progress in the gym and make sure that you're getting stronger over time. If you're someone who in the past have said, I want to slim down my stomach or I want to lose 20 pounds. I think people need to just reframe or just focus on something else other than looks and you want to lose fat in this area and that area. Just stop paying attention to that for a second and stop paying attention to the scale too much. And I say this all the time, but I feel like it's something that people just can't get over. And it won't go anyway. It won't go away anytime soon. But I'm here to at least try to change someone's mindset for the better, 
going forward and to start the new year. So when I'm talking about shifting your goals a little bit, focusing on performance and strength if you're someone who's working out. Listen, the body, it'll improve over time if you're getting stronger. If you're getting stronger, there's a really good chance that you're putting muscle onto your body. And if you pay attention to the scale too much and you're getting stronger, putting in the work, you might get discouraged because of the way the scale might be going up a little bit. Again, that's nothing to worry about really. It's just adding unnecessary stress in your life. Muscle looks completely different on your body. Like five pounds of fat on your body is going to look a lot different than if you add five pounds of muscle. That's a huge difference. So that's why the scale and even things like BMI are things that you can ignore for the most part. Obviously, there are cases where they're valuable, but this is not one of those moments. So if part of your whole uh, new year, new me goals are, you know, those goals, uh, if they're to lose weight, then you should already know that resistance training is going to get you there. It's not cardio. We want to speed up the metabolism so that you can eat more, but lose weight in a sense. Tackling the whole diet and exercise part are going to be the main goals if we're talking about looking and feeling better. And you got to be honest with yourself in the new year or whenever you are looking to work out again. You got to design a good program according to how many times you can actually work out every week for the next year or realistically for the rest of your life. Most people will probably want to dedicate anywhere from one to four days in my experience throughout the week. Now, the hardcore ones, yeah, they want to go every day, but most people are only willing to give up around three days or actually work out three days per week, at least from my experience. In that case, ideally, uh, three days a week, a full body routine would probably be best here because of the amount, uh, the amount of times per week you can actually practice those big compound movements, which I'll talk a, a bit about bit more about lately actually later actually oh my god what's going on oh my god okay so remember at the beginning i talked about how you should just be doing a little bit more than you're currently doing that's huge when it comes to improving your life small changes like just getting up and off of your chair more throughout the day will be beneficial make slightly uh, healthier food walk around spend less time on social media lift weights once a week or whatever, just do a little bit more than you're doing now. Keep that up consistently and you're sure to see improvements all throughout your life. Be sure to listen to your body along the way. Like when you're lifting weights, you're tracking and you can even really track your life, which leads me into the next point here. Journaling is something that can be great to see how you feel on a day-to-day basis. If you're doing things properly in a new year, like Working out, eating a bit better, getting a bit more sleep. You should notice things like more energy throughout the day. You're actually less tired if you're working out, which seems like it would be the complete opposite, but it really does boost your mood and just elevates other aspects of your life. So for the new year, don't make too many resolutions if you want to actually stick to them. For most people, change is hard. And if you're someone who wants to cut out all alcohol, lose 20 pounds, stop smoking, move more, exercise more, have two jobs, that's a lot on your plate. Personally, I think it would be smarter to conquer just one of those at a time. That's where I've seen success in my own life and my clients' lives as well. The smaller goals and 
pushing the needle just a little bit, I think that leads to creating better habits over time. Because if you fail in one thing, when you're trying to do everything all at once, that's when you're probably just going to give up completely on all of the goals you set for yourself. Again, small steps, baby steps. Don't fall into the same routine as you were doing before, especially if they were unhealthy habits or something that you've wanted to change for a long time. And last but not least, you can ask others around you to help you. They could keep you accountable. Getting that word out there could help keep you more accountable. It's going to be a difficult process. Nothing worth having ever comes easy, okay? So just adapt and learn and listen to your body going forward. And I'm actually going to talk a bit more about this next week as well. Question two, how to program your workout properly. So this is one that seems pretty easy, but people new to the gym and even trainers, likely the first years, uh, the first few years of them training clients, if they don't have much experience or just did some online weekend course for the certificate, They might not know exactly what to do in order to make a proper workout program. This also took me a few years to figure out, but I'll outline the basics for everyone out there. This should be useful if you do plan on stepping into the gym for the first time in the new year, or you just want to make sure if the program you made for yourself or whatever you're following is good for you in terms of your own health goals. When you're programming your workouts, this can actually be an important aspect that gets overlooked. I mean, yeah, you can just go in there, do bicep curls, then hit bench, then hit legs, and do some more arms again. Yeah, you'll probably make some progress that way. But if you want to be more efficient with your time and how effective your workout can really be, the order of the exercises you do in the gym will be crucial to getting the most from your workouts. Of course, if we're talking about working out in the gym, you might be thinking about doing some cardio too. Cardio, at least those long sessions... I'm not talking about for the warm-up. Those lengthy cardio sessions should be done at the end of your workout. So in terms of your workout structure, you should probably do 3 to 10 minutes of low steady-state cardio before your workout. That'll get your body and mind ready for the workout. It'll get the blood flowing throughout your body, basically warming up your body literally before you work out. Now, we'll talk about the specific workout structure in a second, which is done after your warm-up. But after your workout, that's when you can do your cardio if you want to. But in terms of the actual workout, like lifting weights and stuff, in most cases, you want to do big compound movements first. These multi-joint movements and movements where you're using more than just one muscle. So something like a bicep curl, that's an easy example. That's pretty much only working your biceps. I mean, yeah, there's some forearm activation from gripping the weight, But the only thing that moves throughout that movement should be your forearm, bringing your forearm and hand to your shoulder or whatever, if you're doing a standard dumbbell or barbell bicep curl. But think about something like a squat. You're using all the muscles in your lower body, basically. You got your glutes being activated, your quads being worked, your hamstrings being worked too. You should do these exercises first. And this is because you'll have more energy at the beginning of your workout. That's also why you don't want your warm-up cardio to be too intense or too long. You want to save your energy. So yes, compound movements are first, but your training could be a little bit different. Maybe you're not someone who works out with barbells and dumbbells exclusively. 
If that's the case and you incorporate other kind of training methods like plyometrics or something like box jumps, explosive movements, those should actually be done even before the compound movements in most cases. So if you're an athlete, your training is different, but I'm talking to most people here, compound movements first. If you're an athlete though, that could mean plyometrics and explosive movements first. All right, so explosive and plyo movements first, then you got your compound movements. Think your squats, bench press, barbell row, and a deadlift. Those are the big ones to do basically. And then after, uh, after that, a few sets of each of whatever exercise you decide to do, uh, isolation exercises are up next. So things like lateral raises, bicep curls, tricep pushdowns, or something like that. And I'll come back to that in a bit. I'll structure what a good leg day workout would be in a second. But there's also something else that comes into play when we're talking about the proper exercise order. Because in some cases, you got to do what your goals are more focused on. Again, this is also because you'll have more energy at the beginning of your workout since you're not tired from doing other exercises already. If you're someone that's looking to bring up your glutes, that might mean that before squats, you do some pre-activation glute exercises, something like glute bridges, or maybe that's when you do those glute cable trice, uh, trice, those glute cable kickbacks or fire hydrants or something like dog peas. They can be done before your big squat or your sumo deadlift compound movement. Working on some of those exercises for 5 to 10 minutes before your compound movement could help you target that muscle a little bit easier. I'm sure you've heard that term, uh, more of a mind-to-muscle connection there. Something like those small targeted movements could help you depending on your goals. So if you're someone who's looking to do a leg day, just a standard person, ideally you'll walk on the treadmill or bike or whatever for let's say 5 minutes. And then you'll do some mobility work or some kind of dynamic stretching routine before going into your compound movement because that comes before the isolation movements. So that could mean something like a squat for three sets, for example. That's a compound movement where you're hitting basically every muscle in your lower body. You could follow that up with something like a single leg leg press. And it's good to get some movements in where you're working your legs independently so that you can correct any little imbalances you might have. And on there, you can do that for two or three sets if you like, but you don't necessarily have to do this movement since, I mean, it's pretty similar to a squat where you're using a lot of quad activation because the goal is to extend your leg at the knee, which is basically with the quadriceps muscle, that's the main job. So you can start with a squat, do a single leg leg press if you want to, and then think about moving on to something like a barbell stiff leg deadlift or a Romanian deadlift. Something where you can target the hamstring. You'll get a good stretch with this movement. Moving on, that's when you can do some uh, some machines, sorry, like a lying leg curl maybe, along with a leg extension. Those are isolation movements, which should be done after the compound movements, because the compound movements are the one where you're going to see more results, since they use and grow more muscle. And then you finish up with calves here. The thing is, I said earlier about your programming should be around your goals. If your goals are to bring up the calves or develop them more, you might want to do them at the beginning of the workout though because you'll have more energy and because sometimes when we leave exercises to the end, maybe it's calves, maybe it's abs, maybe it's traps, 
yeah, if you save it to the end, maybe that's the movement where you tell yourself you're tired. You'll hit it next time. And it's seen as an afterthought movement. If that's the case, do it as soon as you walk into the gym next time and just hammer them and get them out of the way. That way you're actually hitting it and not just hitting calves on 50% of your leg days. So that's it for this week. So I hope everyone has a great holidays this weekend. I'll see you guys next week for another episode, the last one of the year, which will be episode 68. Again, I'll talk a bit about setting goals for the new year again, something along those lines. I haven't fully decided what I'm going to do about next week's topics. And if you're looking to make your own workout program for the new year, if you're just a regular person who wants to go work out and be a bit more active, focus on getting strong in the compound movements first. Those should be done before anything else in your workout. And then you can move on to doing those smaller isolation movements. And you should see great progress there. Programming might seem pretty easy, but it could get a little bit difficult depending on goals and any injuries or problems that you need to work around. But anyways, have a great weekend, everyone, because that concludes episode 67 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.